I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. Why does it always have to be Fridays? Oh, Fridays. Yeah, I guess you're right. I was I guess I had forgotten it's always Fridays. It is always Fridays. God damn it. I guess I shouldn't say that on here. Yeah, you can. Okay, god damn it. I say that all the time. If we're listed as a transgender podcast, no matter how tame we generally are... I can say whatever the f- I want to. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing. Like, the fact that we discuss transgender topics means that we're kind of automatically listed as a R or M rated podcast, or I don't know how that rating system Ooh. works, but because... Giving the spooky sound with the spooky hands. They look more like grabbing boob hands to me. Well, you know, <laughs> you're just a man that way, so... Sorry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so tell me about Friday. Bizarre Friday. I have to start a couple days before that because in my work, they give me clientele. And some of these people are more appropriate to the type of job I do than others. Some of them have gotten in the wrong place the right way. And some of them gotten in the right place the wrong way. And some of them, it's just wrong altogether. But anyhow. That that happens a lot in mental health. It does. (laughs) It does. That's just kind of how it goes. Anyway. So I get some clients and really what this turns out to be is not just a mental health thing because there's mental health things going on and some of them are just mental health and some of them are part of the issue of these people dealing with each other because it's really a, a custody thing, not a mental health thing. And what they want is somebody to come in. They had this idea that I was in charge of where their kid was going to go. How the hell they got that idea, I don't know. But they got that somehow. And so before I even see all of them, because you don't see them all at the same time if they're divorced, they don't want to be in the same room together or whatever, somebody subpoenas me. I haven't even met you yet and you're subpoenaing me. And I hate that. I don't like subpoenas anyway. But at my office, because I'm part of a government agency, there's a person in that office that just takes a subpoena for you. When I when I worked, you know, out of town, I could get in a car and drive to another town for something for my job. And if the subpoena came while I was gone, oh, well, I didn't have to go to court. <laughs> but that doesn't work now. So no. the subpoena comes and I'm looking forward to my nice, quiet Friday and the subpoenas for Friday. And we've said before that you generally work your 40-hour week by Thursday. Mm-hmm. So now I've got to juggle my whole schedule and make sure I can be available on Friday. You've got to cut those hours out of your otherwise already booked schedule. I've got nothing to say when I get there because I am not an expert witness of any... Nobody wants a therapist in court. Whoever thought it was a good idea to subpoena me, I'm shaking my head no. No, don't subpoena the therapist. The judge does not want to talk to me. And in particular, the judge I was going to have to go in front of does not want to talk to me. And I know this. Because last time I got subpoenaed, I was in front of him, and he did not want to talk to me. He was very unhappy with my answers. I could not give him answers because I was not part of the rest of the situation. And I, I mean, I don't have he's, official he's answers. Not, he's, he's looking for agency answers, and you're not really part of the agency. You're a clinician. I am part of employed the... employed by the agency. Yes, And therefore, I have nothing really to tell you, except here's a treatment plan I made or didn't make, or, uh, you know, I don't. I just don't. But because when people are fighting these types of battles with each other, they'll drag anybody they can in there. And they did have this idea from the agency that I work with that I was going to make this decision. And so they wanted my ass in court. 
So I meet like half of them, you know, the dad and, and it's kind of crazy situation. I'm thinking, oh boy. And that, I, that's, you're, you're a mental health professional. Crazy is your work. Yes. And I, I met with them and I'm like, oh boy, I'm not so sure this is going to work because I can work with a lot of people no matter what their issues are and help out the situation and get everything ironed out. And then the agency is happy and they are happy. You are good at your job. I try to be very good at my job. That probably makes a difference. <laughs> so. Given a lot of government employees that I've met. Yeah. <laughs> you do get burned out in some jobs. So, you know. That's, but anyway. Anyhow. So, the so situation I meet, I meet him workable. and I think, I don't know if this is workable. And I'll, I'll give people benefit of the doubt because I haven't heard the other side of the story yet. And I like to meet people and hear it from themselves of what is it I can help them with. Right. I didn't even meet the other half. I get a subpoena and I'm like, God damn it. I hate this. Yes. I don't want to go to court. I don't want to go to court on a Friday. And I don't want to go to court on a Friday in front of that judge. No, no, and no thank you altogether. And the worker that had this case, the person that was involved, came down and said that she saw I got subpoenaed and was really thrilled that she didn't. And I gave her a look like, rude things, lady. <laughs> rude things. You can see them. And she's like, yeah, but I still don't have to go to court, so see ya. Ugh. So then I go and I meet the other people and I'm like, oh, this is this is way worse than I thought it was. And I still won't have anything to say because I've met everybody once. Wow. That's not going to be helpful. How, how are you going to? On top of it, I'm not an expert witness. I really shouldn't be a witness at all. I'm a helper. I am not a witness. Mm -mm. So anyhow, the point is that I have to go to court. Yes. And it's not a good situation. And I always have to be careful because I'm riding the line or this fence between being the helper in my job that I'm ethically not just bound to be, but that's that's how it is for me. And then making sure that that balances with what the agency is dealing with and that it comes to some kind of decent balance. And I know it's not going to in this situation. But here's what happens is I know that I have to go in front of this judge. At that point, I'm just about to get my, my, my adjustment on my hormone level that we talked about before. So I am stressed. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of other stress going on with my mom and with our kids and, and with stuff. Your just health. that week. That yeah. It was like, so the point is what's happened with this stress is this thing. And I've seen other guys make YouTube videos about this where you get kind of freaked up by yourself. And you're like, some guys say they're having a female day or they're feeling like they're a girl, but they know they're not. And to me, what I think is I feel like somebody's going to call me an imposter. And I know that that's ridiculous. But at the same time, the feeling of anxiety is there. And this has to do with, I've got to get dressed for court, which is fine. I have a suit for court mm -hmm. and I have ties and I bought some new shirts and I put them on and they don't fit my neck again. And you bought these shirts not too long ago, specifically because they did not fit your neck, like not even, what, six, seven, eight months ago, less than a year ago. Yes. Six months or less ago, I bought a couple of inexpensive shirts. I'm, I mean, I can wear them to work anyway. But with a tie, there was one shirt in my whole closet I could wear with a tie, and it didn't go with my suit. Ugh. I can wear a shirt and tie to court. That's okay. But because I had to buy the shirts with the bigger neck, they're a little bit bigger around me. And for some reason, I was just feeling like a lot of anxiety about... It's, who I am as a trans person being put on the spot by a bunch of crazy people, including the guy sitting behind the bench, the, the anxiety was, was up. And I thought, what can I do? Mm -hmm. What can I do? Nobody knows. I'm just 
to them, I'm just some guy. And see, at that point, I would feel like some kid dressing up in their dad's clothes. Yes. Like, oh, this is too big for me, and I'm just walking around pretending to be... And it's not too big for me, but in in my mind or in my the feeling of my body... You feel that it's a little loose here and a little I loose feel... there, and you think, ah... I feel a little bit wrong and I feel anxiety about other situations. And, and this just comes to the front every once in a while. Being a trans person and dealing with yourself, especially mm -hmm. when you, you know, I don't know if it's especially when you transition late in life, like, like I have, but I think it happens to people. I've seen it, you know, young guys talk about this too. And so in, in trying to deal with this, I know. Okay, just think to yourself, what's going on here for yourself and try to figure out how to best cope with it. Okay, what's going on for myself is I know that I feel like I don't fit right now. Okay, why don't I fit? Well, my clothes are a little wrong. I don't have what I expect I needed to step into this situation. I don't feel prepared for the situation anyway. I don't want to be there in at least three different ways exponentially. <laughs> And so what is it about that? Like, what do I know about myself that I can help to cope with this? And, and this, this is where it started to get helpful. And this is where you started being your own therapist. Well, I, I you have to, you have to know how to do that. And yeah. If you've gone to your own therapy, you learn some coping mechanisms. Yes. And there had, you know, there's other things that were making life stressful at that moment. Right. But I can feel this in my body, this anxiety. So I think, okay, so I am this person who is a trans person, and I'm okay with that. And if everybody else isn't too effing bad, what can I do to make myself own that? Because that's the thing about being a uh, whoever you are. And for me, I'm a queer, and I'm a queer because I've been a queer for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And I was a lesbian who was a guy who had to be a lesbian. And, and now I'm this guy who was a lesbian, but I wasn't. And so it's kind of like when, when our second child said, Dad, when you were a kid, were you a boy or a girl? Yeah. And I said, well, I was a boy, but not everybody seemed to be able to figure that out. And, you yeah. know, so this is what I had to deal with. You know, like I gave him a practical answer of, yes, I was a boy, but I wasn't allowed to be. That kind of thing. So how I feel as that trans person and by owning that queerness and welcoming it, because I do really like my queerness. It's it's helped me grow as a person in so many. I would be the biggest asshole as just some straight guy. I would because of the situation I grew up in. Mm -hmm. I would not be maybe even alive. Right. Like my dad wasn't at this time in his life. Right. You know, so, so I know these things. And plus I really... I embrace that queerness of myself. So one of the things that used to help me as a lesbian guy was to find a way to embrace that fagginess or whatever was going on for me of, ha ha, I'm this person and you don't know it. Yeah. So here's what I did. Now I'll play this for you because you can cut it out and you can, you can paste it in. But I thought, you know, there's something that makes me very happy when I see it, and it's totally about what's going on for me right now. Mm -hmm. That is this song that has the video, and I stood outside the courthouse and played this song for myself, and I was as happy as could be about it. I was very happy, and it, it made me feel better because I could watch this video.
So I'm outside playing this video and I'm just as happy as can be because I'm like, this is me. There's this queer person and this is like a queer video because there's these guys and they have their lipstick and they're very masculine, but they're kind of not. And, and we'll that's put a how link I, in the show notes to the video on YouTube. Yeah. And that's how I feel. I feel like this guy who wasn't allowed to be a guy. So I have this other part of me. And sometimes that makes me feel anxious. But I love it at the same time. And this video is the... It's a, it's a visual and auditory representation of that concept in your head. Of that happiness part of it. Instead yes. of the anxiety part. Good for you. So I stood outside playing this, and just as I'm getting in, here comes the person that I'm having to go to court for. And, and I stop it, and then I say, hi, I'll be the, up there in a minute. And then I finish playing my video. <laughs> Good for you. And then I go up to court, and I think, hmm, here I am. Deal with me. I am who I am, and I don't need to be anxious about that. Yay! So it did continue to be bizarre at court. It did. It did. That That's just how court is. Yes. And, and when you are a mental health professional, court is never, it, it's always more bizarre than just your regular line of work anyway. And when it becomes normal, then you're in trouble. <laughs> so, and the judge is, is like, he's like, well. The judge is just a little bit off anyway. He He is. Everybody says this, but. He does treat me different as a guy. He's like, and why are you here, sir? And I'm thinking, because of the frickin' subpoena, do you think I'd come to your courtroom for the hell of it? But, you know, that's uh -huh. what's going on in my head. And I'm like, well, I've been subpoenaed to be here. Are you going to be redundant of the agency? I said, I find that highly unlikely. <laughs> because, Especially since nobody else from the agency was even there. Well, no, they were going to call them. Oh. And have them give their report. Okay. However, I am not likely to be redundant of anything. <laughs> in most cases, I'm just like that. You already yes. said that, so I'm probably going to say something else. And then, lo and behold, at the end of it, he orders us back the next week. And I'm thinking, not Friday, not Friday. And he says, Friday's full, we'll come on Thursday. I'm like, yes. And then I realize I'm supposed to be off on Thursday. For surgery. Yes. But surgery's in the afternoon, court's in the morning. Woo. And... Being tired of being anxious about this one-shirt phenomenon, I went to the men's warehouse. Yes. Where men buy things. From a warehouse. Yes. Can't be a shirt place. It has to be a warehouse. Can't be, you know, the suit store. No. No, it's the warehouse. We're in we're in America. We have better have a warehouse. <laughs> so, I, but I, I just thought, well, I'm a short guy. I've already gone to the department store finding a shirt for my fat neck and my shortness. And I'm not, like, plump. I just have the tiny little man belly. Yes. So I went there, and they fitted me for a shirt. So that was a bizarre thing because I'm, you know. Did they have you strip completely, or did they leave you in a T-shirt, or what? They basically let you call the shots, and I was trying to figure this out afterward. So I'm trying to figure out when I get there, like, how does this work? This is the trans thing. I'm, I'm in the man's place. How does this work? I'm just going to watch what they do. So I go in. They say, yes, sir. How can we help you, sir? There's always a lot of sirs. Ladies don't get that. And when they do, it's not like... It's it's ma'am, and that's a very it's, different It's thing. not authoritative. No. It's not, you're in charge of us. We shall do what you, you say, master, you know? Yes, and it, in the South, I have family in Texas and in the panhandle of Florida and across those areas, ma'am is a much more deferential term. Yes. But out here in the West, ma'am is condescending. Well. But you got sir. I'm sir. Yes. How can we help you, sir? I need a shirt. Let me get someone to help you with that, sir. And the lady comes over. See, she's a lady. Yeah. The woman comes over. <laughs> and, uh, 
she's going to help me. And I say, I need a shirt. I'd like it to be white. I just need a shirt for court because they ask you, what, what's the occasion? Because again, being, even though I'm a man in the man's place, it's just like being when I'm at the flower stand and they, they are certain that you do not know what you're doing and they need to know the occasion to make sure you are getting the correct flowers or shirt or whatever it is you're getting because you could be getting the shirt and getting the wrong occasion. Shirt, flowers, socks, shoelaces. You're a man. They better help you. <laughs> So I say, I, I need a shirt for court because I need to wear a tie and my other shirts are too small right now. Okay. She measures me. I think, good. She measures me. She goes, gets a shirt. She's tell, telling me about shirts and, and she hands me one to hold while she looks for the other shirt because it's two for one. I'm like, great, because these are expensive. And I could ask for a cheaper shirt, but then they can't alter it because cheaper material is harder to work with. Okay. It won't alter the same way. So anyhow, the point is they're two for one. And under my suit, it won't matter. But if I want to wear one without a suit jacket and not sweat like a pig, which I do anyway, at some point, I'm going to want an altered shirt. She measures my neck. She hands me the shirt. It says 15 in the collar. I say to her, hey, my shirts at home say 16, and I cannot get them to button around my neck. And she looks at me, and she says, well, that's odd because I measured you. So how about you just try it on? Because I'm a man. I need help, obviously. (laughs) And let me see. I try it on, I show her it won't button. She says, wow, that's weird because is it your shoulders? And she's looking at my shoulders like, Point out that you have a neck injury. No, no, it's not that. Oh. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe she measured too high and my neck is thick where it needs to button. In any case, I showed her. She said, oh, like, okay, we can believe the man now. (laughs) And, uh, And she gets me a 16 and I'm thinking it might fit because the other one almost closed. And I'll try it on because although I am a man and I am sir and I am in charge of everybody, I'm not really in charge of what's happening because I'm a man and I need help. So That's kind of how it works. Yes. So she gives me the 16s. I say, okay. I try it on and I can get the 16 to button. And I say, okay, well, could be the department store shirts are different. Could be they've been washed and dried. I'm going to go home and measure those suckers because I want to know what's going on. And I actually haven't done that. I'll do that before you post this. Mm-hmm. So she says, okay, well, and we we can alter these if you want and make it so the arms are not so big around and you're not fluffy, which is what I was having an issue with with the other shirt. I was fluffy. Right. <laughs> I don't want to be billowing. <laughs> this is not the Renaissance. <laughs> you don't need a puffy shirt. No. Okay. There's no frills on the, and I don't want that either. <laughs> so I never did like ruffles. I don't want to be billowing. So I get my shirt. I decide I'm wearing my TARDIS tie because I can wear my suit. And if I button the suit jacket, nobody can see the TARDIS tie unless I unbutton it. The TARDIS is at the bottom of the tie. Yes. I'm all happy. The TARDIS tie ties very easily for me as a short guy. Sometimes I have to do a double knot because I need the tie to come out shorter. Yes. And, it, it, uh, is, it is not uncommon for you to need to make a full Windsor knot in your tie to make sure that you have the right length of material. And it's not going down past my crotch or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there you go. So here's the other bizarre thing. So now we're the, the week after the Bizarre Friday. We're on Thursday. The Bizarre Friday extended all the way to the next Thursday. Yes. In more ways than one, but we're sticking to this part. And um, so I get to work. Now, the week before when I got there in my shirt and tie, my boss was like, oh, you're all dressed up. And then her boss, who she's standing in the doorway, I have a, well, let me see. And then, you know, <laughs> then you've got to present yourself. I'm wearing a tie. Here it is. <laughs> right? And this was and they, not the TARDIS tie. This was no, the week before. This was the week before. It's a shirt And these are all people who have worked with you for years and years. Yes. So they're probably half anxious to see some guy dressed up because that just doesn't happen around the office. And they're also half anxious to see the trans guy dressed up. 
It might be, but my experience wasn't that it was a trans guy. My experience was, attention, all the ladies in the building, there is a man in a suit and tie. Because there's very few guys in that building. And if a guy's wearing a suit and tie, he's going to court. Anyway, they still say, what's the occasion? And I'm, I'm like, I just need a little sign that says court and hold it up and walk <laughs> around with it. Right? Because they're all going to stop me and say, you look good. And it felt a little bit like when you're a lady and guys are oogling you. That's what it felt like. Because there were straight ladies coming over and looking me over like straight ladies do. And I was like, I want to go to court now. Because they're not ladies that, that usually talk to me, except they have talked to me more since my transition. Because they know what to do with you now. Yes. So there's and, this and whole... And now you come walking in like a piece of meat. I felt like one. <laughs> I felt like one, which is no wonder that a lot of guys in my building just wear a, a tie with whatever shirt they can put on that they could fit a tie under, even if it look all looks wrong. Because if they look right, they are a piece of meat. And that's fine for them because... They can find out what that's like, but I know what that's like from my past life. I don't need to know. So, in well, any a case, a lot of guys like that go. seem to appreciate that attention, especially knowing a couple of your male coworkers. But right. the 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 sense of oh my gosh, everyone's just looking at me, and I really don't want their attention right now. Well, it wasn't as uncomfortable in just the shirt and tie. And I did have to go all over the place in my shirt and tie in that building. And I thought, well, there you go. Here's my shirt and tie. So how yeah. about it, you know? But then in my suit, I really was a piece of meat. And understandably so. I hate to say this, but from from a female perspective, you hear the, the saying, you know, I love a man in uniform. It really is this sense of you look like you have taken good care of yourself. And evolutionarily, it is... A sense of if you are good at taking care of yourself, you will probably be good at taking care of me too. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Now that that makes sense to me. I understand that. And also, my work wife has pointed out I don't dress shabby. Some of the guys at my office do. There is a guy who's older who does wear a shirt and tie every day, and he's kind of billowy, but he's an old guy with a billowy shirt, and nobody cares that his shirt is billowy. And maybe he doesn't care. I don't know. If I was him, I'd be like, ah, oh, my shirt is billowy. But but you also have tactile things about your clothes, too. Yeah, so. yeah. And then, like I said, the only other time there's a guy in a suit. There are lawyers on a certain floor in that building, and they do come in and out in suits, but they are pompous lawyers, and so they're not quite as oogly to be oogled. <laughs> I don't know. They don't get oogled so much because they're the attorneys. I always thought it was ogled. I don't know. Anyway. I'm, I'm, this is a leftover from googly eyes books <laughs> of our children. I was in my suit and tie and I felt like, ah. <laughs> like I used to when I had to dress up before. But I felt a little bit more like, yes, this is my suit and tie, but step away. You don't get to do that. And women in my building could give that presentation. And as a guy, I... As, as a woman, it is socially acceptable to get defensive about your personal space and your bodily autonomy mm -hmm. when people are giving you the look of, I want a piece of that. As a man, it is not socially acceptable to get defensive when other people want a piece of that. It was just odd, and I didn't feel like I could defend myself appropriately, so I just had to stand there and take it like a man. <laughs> so. <sighs> all right. But, but I was all happy with my TARDIS tie, so that was part of my defense. And if I really needed help, I could have played my video again. You could have. I, I could have done a little dance in my office. Nobody would care. 
No. If my work wife was there, she would have just laughed. She would. And then did another stupid dance of her own that I would have laughed at. And then we probably would have punched each other because that's how we are. (laughs) She needs to learn how to take a video of you when you're doing your stupid stuff. And so I can get in on the Mac too, because I want to see the stupid dance. She forgets that her phone is there or does anything. She's the kind of person who can leave it on the charger and walk out of the house. Yes. And on occasion she does, and she often leaves it in her desk, like locked in her desk while she goes to do other things during the day. She doesn't have anybody calling from school or... Yeah, that that is true. She doesn't have the, the potential, please come pick up your child call she doesn't at have any moment a of lot the day. Of, she doesn't have a lot of apps. She has, like, you know, words with friends. And four pictures, one word. Every once in a while she says, here, what is this? Because you're a picture person. I am. But the words are not always the win. No, but it's our funny things to do while you're at work and you're on a break. That reminds me of the one four pictures, one word that neither you nor I could ever get. Which one was that? Straight. Was that it? Yes. Yes. Because she couldn't get it. And so I took a picture of it and sent it to you and said, what is this? And you didn't know. And I didn't know. So so we said to her, we, we just don't know. And she bought a bunch of letters because she has like billions of coins of letters because she plays like she's on the mm-hmm. top level of whatever you guys with your video games, you know. Yes. The geeks with their video games. No, she's the word with friends and four pictures, one word geek, always on the top level of whatever the system is. She bought a bunch of letters and I said, what the hell was it? And she said, straight. And that, that was... It's funny that none of us get the word straight. <laughs> None of us got it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I'm glad you were able to figure that out. I need to remember to put that video in the show notes. And, and I, I need to measure, need those, to shirts measure those shirts because I need to find out why are the shirts not fitting around my neck. Could be that they were washed and dried. It could be. And actually, these ones are no iron. We're not supposed to iron and we could ruin them, so we, we should leave them alone. The ones that you just got that I had to press before you could go to court Well, them? because it was folded wrong. If I had washed it, like you said, and left it alone, it would be fine. Mm. I'm going to probably just have it laundered if I ever get around to using it again. Right. I don't want to. But if I do, I shall be outside the courthouse playing this video. All right, then. Yes. It's my new routine. Very good. I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. Me, the TARDIS tie, and the video, we're all good. Yes. And I think that's it. Okay. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Trying to figure this out afterward. Do we have time for this too? Yeah. Okay. The trans question. Yes, we I am about, in the. We have about ten minutes left. So man's place, and how does this work? So start. So I just since I was answering your question, I'm sorry. I was in the man's place, and how does this work? I'm gonna wait till you stop talking for real this time. <laughs> okay.
So continue. Uh, I don't know what else to say, really. I was like, I don't want to it's not like a, a light bulb and some moss. It's more like raw meat and some mosquitoes or something. I don't know. Aww. I don't know. Maybe that wasn't it either. You can cut all that because that just sounds wrong to me. Ha, 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 ha.